Okay, so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of surprising this morning when I came in um, because Brooke asked me, she said, oh, you're teaching today? She said, are you teaching on love and marriage? Because that's what, that's the topic that we're doing this month. And I said, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> She's, I'm like, so anyway, if you are expecting a message on love and marriage, I, it's going to be next week. <laughs> so, all right. Lord, can you hear me now? Are we ready to hit the slideshow with the next slide? Okay. So there's a man by the name of Reuben Archer Torrey. He may, you may know him as R.A. Torrey, evangelist, pastor, educator, educator, and writer, says this, quote, Prayer is the key that unlocks all the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. I'm going to say that again. Prayer is the key that unlocks all of the storehouses of God's infinite grace and power. Are we seeing that in our prayer lives? Are we seeing that? Anybody? Yes? No? Maybe a little bit? Okay, a little bit. All right. Do you think that we can discover ways from the scriptures that can increase our answers to prayer, that we can see increase of answers to prayer? Okay, so so th those are the questions we're going to be answering today. What hinders prayer? What helps prayer? We're going to try to look at some of the scripture verses that specifically speak to the matter of, if you do this, I will hear, I will answer. Okay? If you do this, there is a reward. So those are some of the words that I want you to be paying attention to as we go through. So as I talked about, um, oh, by the way, we're having a little, yeah, right there for a second. We're having a little bit of trouble with our connections, so uh, sorry about that. We usually have much clearer projection, but uh, we'll hopefully get that cleaned up by next week. So these slides might not be totally crisp, but hope that doesn't interfere with the message. Um, so anyway, I'm very, I told you a couple weeks ago that I was very excited to discover 26, 26 scriptural ways that it's very clearly defined that when we pray according to those scriptures, we will, the Lord hears and the Lord answers. And there were some in there that we understood that if we don't do this, he won't hear. So for example, well, we're going to go through a couple of these and so um, just as review, so we went through 1 through 13 as a review, and uh, or we're going to go through 1 through 13 as a review. That's the ones that we covered a couple of weeks ago. And, um, oh, and there's one more word that, so you're going to listen for the words hear, heard, answered, reward, and there's another word I want you to listen to, the word cry. So if you remember last time we talked and I, and I gave you a couple of definitions according to the Strong's Concordance, according to the, the Greek or Hebrew, of what that word cry meant in that context. And they varied just a little bit. But most of the time, those words had passion attached to it. And so that's, that's one of the things I want you to hear in this message 
is about prayer is that it you can you have permission to get excited and get passionate in your crying out to the Lord in prayer because for some reason he likes it when you cry out okay all right so as review then help number one prayer help number one praying with others that's the one where we talked about We doing okay? Yes. Thank you. Praying with others. That's one where we talked about where two or more are two or more are agreeing the Lord is in your midst and he hears and answers. And then we also talked about prayer help number 2. We're just going to go real quickly Dale on these. Prayer help number 2, that's where Job prayed for his friends and once Job finally prayed for his friends, he was Lord heard and answered, and he was blessed uh, double. Okay, we talked about help, prayer help number three, being obedience, that in our obedience, God hears and answers our prayers. There's a scripture verse that he talks about that God doesn't have any use. This is what the word said. God doesn't have any use for those who won't listen to him. So, all right. Number four, prayer help number four, repentance and confession. That doesn't even really need much of an explanation there. Prayer help number five, crying out. There's, that, there's one of the examples. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. There are virtually dozens of scripture verses that talk about when people cry out, the Lord heard and answered. All right, prayer help number six is quick review here that uh, whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes he will have whatever he asks. Help, prayer help number seven, abiding. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. Help number eight, knowing God's word. It's the same verse, but this time we're focusing on abiding in his word. When we abide in his word, he hears, he answers. Prayer help number nine, quick review here, giving to the poor. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. There it is. It can't be much clearer. Prayer help number 10, keeping God first. There again, it kind of speaks for itself. Prayer help number 11, trusting in the Lord. Um, let's see, that's Psalm 3740. Each one of these, by the way, each one of these I could actually teach on for 30 minutes for each, at least 30 minutes for each one. So really what I'm doing here is just whetting your appetite to dig in for yourself and discover for yourself all of these scripture verses that just open up revelation understanding for how we can pray so that God will hear and answer. Okay, so... Psalm 3740, the Lord helps and delivers those who trust in the Lord. Prayer help number 12, pure motive. You do not receive because you ask with wrong motive. And prayer help number 13, fervency, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So now we are ready to embark on part two of what helps prayer. So before we go any further there, let's, let's pray. So, Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And I do want to thank you, Father, for your sweet presence here this morning. Ah, there's nothing better. 
There's nothing better than knowing that you are here in our midst, that you are here within our hearts, that you make your dwelling place among us and in us, and it is your great delight to do so. Holy Spirit, you know that I know that I need you, that if there isn't anointing on these words, they fall flat. So I'm asking for that anointing, the anointing of Christ, to empower my words, to hit the target of the heart of all who have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And Father, open up our ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We pray this in Jesus' name. Be thou glorified. Amen. Hey, you know, before I even get going here on this last half, this last 13, I mean, how many of you, ha- let me put it this way, did any of you, I'm, I'm going to the worship time. Wasn't that worship time wonderful? Going to the worship time. Did anybody experience like their heart just like beating out of their chest? Anybody? Anybody at all? Okay. All right, so I felt like when that was happening, I felt like the Lord was giving somebody a word for the church. But I knew it wasn't me, but I knew it was somebody. So I'm just wanting to encourage you. Well, I'll just ask, did either one of you feel like you heard something from the Lord this morning? Okay. Mike? You are mine. I have called you by name. Beautiful. That sounds like something our God would say, isn't it? All right. Maybe somebody needed to hear that. Thank you, Mike. So anyway, back to that encouragement. When we're in worship and you feel the anointing, you feel the impression of the heartbeat of God burning inside of you, making your heart beat faster, that's the time that you start asking you start saying, oh, Holy Spirit, hi. Do you have something? Do you have something for me to share? So really, um, when, the, when the Holy Spirit does that, it, it, there's nothing like it. And we all miss out if we don't get to hear what he wants to say in those moments. So that's my encouragement to you. All right. Prayer helps. The last 13. We're going to zip right through here. I tried to cut it, trim it down just a little bit. Prayer help number 14, seeking God. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. There again. I sought the Lord, so seeking God, and he what? He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, 9. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I mean, okay, there's a reward for those who seek him. Let's go after that reward. Let's go digging for gold, man. All right, so Psalm 14, 2. The Lord looks down here. This is how important it is for us to be seeking God. The Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. I mean, that is crystal clear. 
It's important to him. All right, prayer help number 15, fear the Lord. Malachi 3.16, then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard him. Okay, so here we go again. Simple, it's very clear. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Okay, Psalm 145.19, he will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. That's kind of cool. He'll, fu he'll fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry. There's that word cry again. We'll talk about that again in a minute. And save them. Okay, so what is the fear of the Lord? From Christianity today, quote, to fear God is absolute reverence. I want you to really listen to this, okay? To fear God is absolute reverence and awe for an almighty God, the creator of all things. As I walk with the Lord, I discover that God poses an ominous threat to my ego, but not to me. He rescues me from my delusions so that he may reveal the truth that sets me free. He casts me down only to lift me up again. And he sits in judgment of my sin, but forgives me nevertheless. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but love from the Lord is its completion. I love that. There was another, uh, I found this on gotquestions.org, this next one thought he just said it very simply and I happen to agree for the unbeliever the fear of the fear of God is the fear of judgment this is for the unbeliever the fear of God is the fear of judgment of God and eternal death which is eternal separation from God for the believer the fear of God is something different though the believer's fear is reverence and awe of God all right, so a recipe for the fear of the Lord, if that's got your attention, and you think, well, how do you get the fear of the Lord? There's a recipe for the fear of the Lord found in Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. You can go dig through and find it. And um, prayer help number 16, rolling right along. Ask in the name of Jesus. Now, this may seem a little bit obvious, but... Let's look at John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. There again, it's just, it's perfectly clear. You do this and I'll do that. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That my Father may be glorified in the Son. Okay. Well, so, see, apart from, apart from Christ, we really don't have uh, right to approach a holy God because our sin separates us from a holy God. And so all of our right comes from, from salvation, from inviting Jesus as our Savior and from, from that relationship that covers our sin. And so, um, but when we do that, when we accept Jesus as our Savior, I know this is, you know, 101 stuff for a lot of you, but when we do accept Jesus as our Savior, all of a sudden we come into position and permission. Position and permission to come. And we also get the fullness of the inheritance that are ours in Christ Jesus. 
So you can find a lot about that inheritance in Ephesians chapter 1 if that gets your interest. But we're going to keep on going with prayer help number 17. These are all just to whet your appetite. Honor. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. All right, so um, honor is a big deal to God. Hey, Pastor, could I ask you a favor? Would you, would you uh, scoot this up a little bit for me, please? Like about six inches. All right, so honor is a big deal to God. So we're just going to zip through these real quick. Thank you very much. We're just going to zip through these real quickly. Um, and you can write them down, look them up later. But we honor God, first of all, period. We just honor God. Okay, so we honor God with our possessions. That's Proverbs 3.19. We honor God in what we do. John 14.21, we honor God with what we say. Ephesians 4.29, we honor our spouse. Ephesians 5.33, we honor those of age. Leviticus um, 19.32, honor your boss. 1 Peter 2.18, honoring leadership in the the Lord's work. 1 Thessalonians 5.15, honoring those in authority. Romans 13.7, honor all people. 1 Peter 2.17, honor your children. Ephesians 6.4, honoring your parents. Exodus 20.12, honoring God with your body. 1 Corinthians 6.20, and honoring others. Philippians 2.3. So that, I mean, honor is huge. As a matter of fact, there, there are actual ministries that are ministries of honor just because that is a big deal in God's eyes. So we want to adopt that same philosophy of honoring anybody, everybody, okay? And, um, okay, prayer help number 18, forgiveness. Here again, um, this one here, whenever we stand praying, okay, whenever we stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone. That's Mark 11.25. If you forgive if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. That's Matthew 6, 14, and 15. There's a guy by the name of Pete Greig. He's a best-selling author, prayer coach, pastor, and founder of the 24-7 prayer movement which has reached more than half the nations on earth. He is also the senior pastor of Emmaus Road, Guilford, England, and ambassador for the NGO Tear Fund, and teaches at St. Melitus Theological College in London. A bit of an expert, I would say. Speaking on the topic of forgiveness in a devotional entitled How to Pray, Mr. Greig has this to say, quote, We cannot detach our relationship with people from our relationship with God. Okay, Do you, I'm going to say that again. We cannot detach our relationship with people from our relationship with God. We cannot, we cannot be more reconciled with him than we are with our neighbors. Our prayer lives and our family lives are intricately interwoven. It is as, as we forgive those who sin against us that we ourselves receive forgiveness from God, end quote. So once we receive the gift of forgiveness for our own sins, we are obligated to share this gift with others. All right. Prayer help number 19, persistence. All right. The word persistent means 
continuing firmly or obstinately, okay, obstinately in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. How many of you feel like you meet with difficulty and opposition along life's journey? Oh, okay, a couple, yep, a few of you, okay, good. Yeah, so you can identify, and so uh, this, this is another really huge concept of prayer in, is persistence. So we're going to talk about a couple of the stories, parables that Jesus taught. So one day Jesus was teaching that men ought to always pray and not give up. He told a parable about a judge who did not fear man. I mean, did not fear God, nor respect man. Okay, but there was also a widow in that city who came to the judge saying, get justice for me from my adversaries. It's Luke 18, 2 to 3. But the judge wouldn't do anything. But then after a while, he said, oh, my gosh, this lady is coming day after day. She's driving me crazy. I'm going to give her what she wants lest she wear me out. So then in Luke 18, 7 to 8, now, remember, this is a parable. God is teaching a concept about persistence. And then here's the conclusion. Shall not God avenge or vindicate his own elect, which, what? Cry out day and night, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them, vindicate them speedily. So this word, cry, we did it. This is a different word from the three or four that we talked about a couple weeks ago from the Strong's Concordance. This word is ba'a'o, excuse me, bo'a'o, bo'a'o, and it means to halul or shout for help or in a tumultuous way. Okay, so so this, this lady, this widow, her life depended, her life depended on a righteous judgment from this judge. She was a widow. Back in them days, if there's no man, you're already in trouble. But she has an adversary that's trying to take what land that her husband left her, what food that her husband... She has an adversary harassing her day and night, trying to take from her what's hers. And her only, her only help, her only hope for her and her children was a decision from the judge on her behalf. So when she was crying out in a tumultuous way, she was not being quiet about it. She, she was crying out with tears. I don't know about you guys, but we don't always have to cry out with a lot of tears and stuff. But sometimes we do. Sometimes thing, things happen in our lives that we have to cry out and, and loud. And we have to give God no rest day or night until we see answers. But the fact that this is a principle that Jesus himself taught means that we can adopt that same principle and get a righteous judgment from our holy judge on our behalf when we don't give up. All right? So there, this... R.A. Torrey, again, says, has this to say. He says, one of the greatest needs of the present day is men and women who will not only start out to pray for things, 
but pray on and on and on until they obtain that which they seek from the Lord. He got that precept. He got that precept. But if that wasn't enough to convince you, there's another story that Jesus teaches his disciples about prayer in Luke 11, 5 through 10. So he's telling a story about a friend who's going to his neighbor. Yeah, going to his neighbor at midnight and asking for bread for his unexpected guest. All right, so Jesus pointed out, this is Jesus doing this pointing out stuff, that the neighbor didn't get up and give the bread because they were friends. He got up and gave the bread because of his persistence, of his persistence, knocking and asking and knocking and asking until that guy got up out of bed and gave him. Why was that so important? Well, it doesn't matter. Back in them days, if you got a guest, you needed to present food to them. That was the tradition. That was the culture. And if you didn't have any, you had to go get some for your guests. So that's why he did it. But, um, but let me tell you about my own story of persistence. And I, and I really have plenty of them. But this one here, my granddaughter, my first granddaughter, before she was ever conceived, my son and my daughter-in-law had trouble conceiving. And they, they tried for many, many years. And after, after so many years, I'm asking, you know, hey, when are we going to have my first grandbaby here? And my son let me know, hey, you know, we've, we've been trying. We've been trying. As a matter of fact, they, they say there is a problem. They found that we went to um, whatever experts, and there is a problem. And, um, but, and they say, you know, you might need to go in for fertility or this or that or the other thing. And we prayed about it, and we just felt like we're supposed to trust God. So from that point, I joined them in prayer, and I got persistent and actually, at some point, I might have gotten a little tumultuous. I'm not sure. Is my first, I'm praying for my first grandbaby. I mean, we're talking about year after year after year after year, no baby. But we were persistent. And you can see Gracia, Renee. Um, let's see. Did I show us? Yeah. Uh, you can show slide number 47. After more than seven years, Gracia Renee Tafe was born November 5th, 2006. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll read that one too. Then, that's okay. Then, after all that persistence with the neighbor, then the very next verse is, Then Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Everyone who asks, receives. So, Persistence. I, I know there's this one really great singer. She's a very powerful singer. I can't remember her name right now. But she says something on her album. She says, don't you dare give up in the middle of your miracle. Don't you dare give up in the middle of your miracle. All right, that says a mouthful. Prayer no, help number 20, be specific. That man in that story asked for exactly what he needed. Luke 11, 5 says, lend me three loaves. Jesus is telling this story. There's significance in every word that Jesus speaks. Lend me three loaves. He will rise and give him as many as he needs. And if that weren't enough, Mark 10, 51, 52 says, Jesus said to the blind man, what do you want me to do for you? A blind man's coming to Jesus 
Don't you think that would be obvious? But Jesus is looking for a specific here. So be specific. He says, the blind man says that I may receive my sight. Jesus says, okay, go your way. Your faith has made you well. All right, prayer help number uh, 21. Respect spouse. First Peter 3, 1, 7, you can read that for yourself. It instructs wives to be submissive, chaste, and respectful. It it's, uh, encourages husbands to be understanding, loving, and respectful. Why? So that their prayers were, will not be hindered. Honor your spouse. Oh, hey, there's your marriage, love and marriage uh, message. Prayer help number 22, be a worshiper. John 9.31 says, now we know that God does not hear sinners. Okay? He doesn't hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. He hears the worshiper. Okay, so what is worship? According to the Strong's, it's number 7812. It's a prime root. Shaka. It means to depress, prostrate, in uh, especially in, in homage to royalty or God, bow self down, crouch, fall down, humbly beseech, make obeyance. Obeyance is a curtsy or a, a bow. I had to look that up because I thought that was an interesting word, obeyance. Okay, Tom Inglis is an author, worship leader, and founder, or founding pastor of the Sydney Life Church in South Africa. His church grew from 80 to 10,000. He's considered a pioneer in teaching worship as a way of life. True worshipers, he says this, quote, true worshipers will worship the Father. Oh, wait. Excuse me. You guys can read that on your own. I'm jumping to my own note. That's, speaking of how to be a true worshiper, Tom uses this verse, John 4, 23 and 24, as a springboard board and has this to say Wor quote worship is a spiritual exercise that involves both spirit and truth the word truth is the greek word alethaya and is from the same root as the word true it means hidden or excuse me it means not hidden or concealed it means being real being genuine. Okay, prayer help number 23. So we're going to talk about that, by the way. We're going to talk about that spirit and truth thing in just a minute. But prayer help number 23, pray to the Father. Again, this might seem a little bit obvious, but um, Matthew 6, 6 says, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And uh, Romans eight fifteen. Uh, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So Abba means, for some of you who don't know, I know most of you know, but Abba means daddy. It's a very endearing term of intimate, intimacy when we talk to our Father in heaven. And that's what the word says, our Father or Abba, Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. So... The point is, is that we can come to our daddy. We can come to our Abba Father. He is righteous judge. He is creator. He is almighty. He is sovereign. But he's our daddy. So sometimes, sometimes I've come 
and I've I've gotten down and I've and I've just said, Daddy, Daddy, here I am, your little girl. I need you. I need you, Daddy. You know what I'm saying? You go from there. But it's a very intimate, that's the point, it's intimate. And um, Matthew 7, 11 says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father uh, give good things to those who ask him? Of course. Of course, he's a good daddy. He'll give us good things. Help. Prayer help number 24. We're almost done. Hang in with me. Just a couple more. Be righteous. Okay? Number uh, 1 Peter 3.12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Very clear. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. All right, so what does it mean to be righteous? Well, you know, it's not that hard. First of all, we're righteous in Christ through Christ. But here's what it means to be ethical, decent, good, right, just, honest, honorable, moral, nice, and virtuous. We've got this. We've got this, okay? Help, prayer help number 25, ask according to his will. The second to the last one, we're going to land the plane. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay, there it is again, cut and dry. 1 John 5, 15, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask... We know that we have the petitions that we asked, that we have asked of him. So do you hear what I hear? There is, again, another promise there in the scriptures. And uh, if we're not realizing these promises, it's because there is something missing in how we are praying. Not that we, any prayer, any humble prayer to the Lord is acceptable. We've talk, I've talked about this last time, too. Anytime we pray, the Lord hears. And, but there are times and there are ways that we can pray differently. And um, oops, what happened here? that leads us to our, okay, so let's just look at that verse again. That's what it's saying. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and he gives us what we ask. So how can we know we are asking according to his will? Okay, last one. That leads us into the last one. Prayer help number 26, partnership with Holy Spirit. Now, if you don't get anything else from last week's 13 prayer helps and this week's 13, I know it's a lot. This is just to whet your appetite, just to get you to dig for yourself what's, what the Scripture has to say about prayer and how we can see greater answers to prayer. But number 26, partnership with the Holy Spirit is the quintessential to seeing answers to prayer. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Romans 8.26 says this, The spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. 
but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. So again, partnership with Holy Spirit. And what does that mean, partnership with Holy Spirit? Well, that's another whole message on partnership with Holy Spirit. I could almost call it part three, but I'm not. I'm going to start a new series. Um, So as far as this one is to be continued. So in closing, I just want to, uh, again, encourage you to dig in for yourself what the scriptures have to say about how we pray, what helps God to hear our prayers, what causes him to answer our prayers, what causes him to close his ears to our prayers, what causes us to receive rewards and answers, okay? So, um, and... Uh, Once again, remembering the word cry. Don't be afraid of that word. Don't be afraid to let yourself out there with with God in prayer when you're by yourself. And, uh, well, actually, sometimes in groups that I've I've actually gotten a little out there too, but that's besides, that's another story. Anyway, so in closing, I'm going to quote um, John, the DesiringGod.org founder, John Piper. He says this, quote, God has established prayer as the means by which we receive his supernatural help. And without supernatural help, we cannot live a life worthy of the gospel. Everything that distinguishes Christians from the world, let's see, everything that distinguishes Christians from the world in a, oh, I, I, see, I see where I messed up there. In a world, in a Christ-exalting way, is a work of God's supernatural grace. And God has ordained that this grace flows to us through prayer. That's why prayer must be central, not peripheral, in our lives and our families and ministries. And so there again, just uh, wetting the appetite for you to understand that if we're not hearing, if we're not seeing answers to prayer, and if you, if you hear yourself saying, I'm not going to pray anymore, I already prayed, he didn't answer, hey, I'm going to ask you to revisit those prayers and start getting some persistence to those prayers. Start getting into crying out. Start getting into some tumultuous ways if that's what's needful. Uh, so anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the the 26, as I the lot, like I said, I know. Um, but, uh, and I hope it'll be a benefit to you and an encouragement to you. So, um, do you want me to close in prayer? Or do you want to? Okay, so uh, if, if, if I could have some people come up and be prayer team, if anybody would like to come up for prayer this morning. You are welcome and invited to come on up, and we'll be happy to pray for you and pray with you.